Take 97 or 798 for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Try to balladrum take 97. Yeah, it exactly. Be e-cat. E-cat. Did you do eked to K? <laughs> yeah, I did. Anyways, <laughs> okay. we are here. We've made it. Tenet finally hit theaters. We saw it. And all you sweets. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> you just, we saw it. We did, in fact, see it. Yeah. We, we, okay. Keep going. Keep we going. did. We did. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, <laughs> I'm getting geeks get his giggles out. So I love it. Okay. Well, take 97. We are going to be talking about briefly. Um, we posted on our IG Would you rather have movies from the last 50 years? or movies from for the next 50 years. So we'll just touch on that. Movie news, really the only movie news is No Time to Die is released as a release date for November 20th. Uh, we saw Mulan. We are going to be talking about that next take. And also Keek saw Bill and Ted. And then we're going to go right into Tenet. We're going to give you a Tenet no spoilers review. We're going to keep that very short and sweet. And then we're going to get into the spoilers. We will let you know when we get into spoilers. So if you are trying to steer clear of spoilers, we are a very spoiler-free, happy, friendly pod. Yes. Anyways, Tenet, Keeks, let's do this. How how we doing, TC? How's the honeymoon? Tell everyone how the honeymoon was. It was great. Went to Lake Tahoe. Man, Lake Tahoe is freezing. That lake is oh really? That lake is cold because it's elevated. It's so big, but it's like crystal clear, uh, beautiful. Like we went to uh, Emerald Bay. That was on my Instagram story, and a lot of people thought that was our Airbnb. It actually wasn't. That would have been really cool. But it reminded me so much of the Shire. It's called Vikings Home. It was built in 1929, and really cool. This lady just wanted to have her home be on the lake and she had this little island called Fennet Island out there. Really cool. So anybody that goes to Lake Tahoe, I'm your boy. Hit me up. I'll I'll let you know the stops. Tour guide to TC. Yeah. Um, where to did go? Did you where ask to hit. me if There's I had been everything. to Lake Tahoe earlier? Not on the pod, but when we were talking earlier. Did you ask me? I think so. Did you have you? I have not. But I oh. thought I said that I had. No, I've definitely never been to Lake Tahoe. I think if I'm not mistaken, Lake Tahoe is even further west than Los Angeles is. You keep talking. I'm going to uh, fact that is, check that. That is right. incorrect. It's not? Yeah, it's not. It's, uh, it's, like right, a, it's right on the border of uh, Reno. It's on the border of Nevada and California. It is, though, but it is further west. Fact check it that. Is. If you look at a map, I'm looking right at Lake Tahoe. I'm looking at Los Angeles. It is technically further west than Los Angeles. Oh. I'm looking at Lake Tahoe right now. Yeah, yeah, there it is. South Lake Tahoe. What? It is. If you go directly down, it is further west than Los Angeles. No way. How sweet. How sweet is that? Just your uh, geography is... boys right here. We might do a little uh, scene change up. I'm shook right now. It's further west. Right? That's weird. Are you, gonna, are you Googling map of California? Because that's what I did. I sure am. Yeah, I had to double check it because honestly, you know, I, I actually learned that fact from a Tosh.0, um, I think a Daniel Tosh stand-up event or something. Because yeah, if you look at it, it is further west. I mean, it's not closer to the coast. It is. But, but it is further west. Sweet, wow, I'm shook. 
sweet sweet geography movie geography <laughs> geography i don't know what that would be but, but yeah we were we were at south lake tahoe tahoe super pretty just so many lakes uh so green there's so many trees and man it was packed nice. we flew in saturday and there were just cars parked all along the road and then we were there from monday to thursday and just absolutely cleared it up so it was great highly recommend wow. tahoe Okay. Uh, we did some pedal boarding, and then the last night there was this. Uh, there's just road where there's just a tunnel, and then you can go hike on the rock above the tunnel, and the sunset mm-hmm. is gorgeous, and just the outlook. Sounds like so a very pretty. nature-filled so, honeymoon. It was. It was. Everyone loves yeah. nature. I I think everyone does, um, unless you have to bring a yeah. a cooler. Yep, anti-cooler pod. Mm. I don't I don't love nature because I don't like bugs, and I have allergies, so it's just a mm. horrible combination for me. Yeah, and uh, how, I don't like not sleeping inside. You know, yeah, I can kind of do the tent occasionally, but camping in Arkansas sucks. There's no point. Yeah, no. yeah, overrated. Uh, you've been getting into tennis. Show me the class. I have. Yes, I've gotten very into tennis. Um, me and Becky, like last two weeks ago, maybe we were just like sitting. It was like a like a Saturday night, and we we're like, we should just get out and go do something. So yeah, literally we just like packed, we just went to Walmart and bought like two really crappy tennis rackets and then just like a tube of tennis balls. And we play like three times a week for like an hour, hour and a half. That's and a good we workout. Are drenched in sweat. That, Mainly because it's like 90% humidity here, yeah. but we are drenched in sweat. <laughs> it's, it's first 15 so minutes, hot. you're already drenched. Uh, and, no, and tennis now, is. It's, it's so much fun though. It really is. Yeah, Kennedy's been uh, teaching me about the U.S. Open because she played tennis in high school. and oh, Get a little doubles. Dude, yeah, tennis is nuts, dude. So congrats. Come, come teach me. I will. Well, you have a, I mean, you do have a, a, a tennis instructor that you live with 24-7. That's true. So. That is true. She, she might be me. a better go-to before me. Yeah. Well, come out and play. Play us. We will. We'll do a little exhibition, SFT exhibition match. 100%. Let's go. Love that. Um, okay, so okay. the question uh, that you had, you had brought up, it was a question that I yes. had thought of as well. Will you relay the question again? Yes. So would you rather have movies from the last 50 years or movies for the next 50 years? So clarify that for the, okay. the suite. So instantly right now, you have access to movies from 50 years and back, but no more movies going forward. Or you have no past movies, but instantly you get the next 50 years of movies what do you think you would pick i'm going with the past lord of the rings star wars yeah indiana jones i I felt like that was an easy choice like you have all these iconic movies that are just rewatchable back to the future fellas yeah i mean there's just classics fast and furious are you kidding i know what i'm getting each time each time stop hobbs and shaw was showing in the hotel room and and Kennedy was like, what is that? I'm like, it's the greatest Fast and Furious. <laughs> you just sat her down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm totally- the best one? Hold on. Wait, no, do you it's, think it's it, the best? Oh. Okay. No, I'm totally, I'm totally pulling everybody's leg. It's top five. I, th- I honestly thought that you thought it was like maybe top three, top two. No, no, it's not. But oh, uh, okay. we, will, we will be ranking all our Fast and Furious one, days, one day. Yeah. And if at the have, end of this no, part- we already have. I- have yeah. you figured more or less where um, Tenet fits in your Nolan rankings? I have. And where? I have for myself. Yeah, of like 
Because remember, we we reviewed it for take. Oh, gosh. Now I got to go back and see. It was a while ago. It was like, I think, even before. Oh, the Christopher Nolans? Yeah. Take 81. We reviewed Inception. And we ranked all of all nine at that point. Nine Christopher Nolan movies. Now a tenet. There's ten. Oh, ten it. This is tenth movie. Stop that. How how unreal is that? That's but anyways, um, I know exactly where I'd rank this one, and I think you might be a little bit surprised. I think everyone's going to be a little surprised where I ranked it. Do you know? I, I think I know where I'm. Right I think I, I know where I'm going to have it. I'm looking at mine rankings right now. Okay, yeah. I'm going to guess yours is right after the Prestige. Okay. Wait, okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna guess I'm gonna guess what yours is. I'm gonna pull it up real quick. You keep talking. So yeah, I think I'd rather get past movies. I just think there was there's a magical feeling about being able to watch like these kind of older movies have an older feel, but there's like a charm to them that I think like the polished look of the next 50 years just isn't it's just it's just not gonna feel the same, you know? Yep. Um, I think for yours. Oh wow! I think it. I think you're gonna have yours uh, between Memento and Batman Begins. Ooh, because I know you love Memento, because Lenny, Lenny. Oh, that. Okay. Well, should we should we get into our review? Uh, I think so. Do we have anything else? Oh, I saw Bill and Ted. We'll talk about Mulan next time. We both saw Mulan. Um, Bill and Ted is really fun. It's a very like lighthearted, nice watch for just like you're at home. It was like 20 bucks to rent. That's a lot. Now that I think now that I'm saying it out loud, that was a lot just to have for two days, but it's fun. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Especially if you've seen the original, you know, the other ones, you know, excellent adventure, bogus journey. It's a fun one to watch just to kind of finish it all off. A very sweet, just overall feeling watching the movie. My older brothers used to watch excellent adventure all the time. So I've, I've never seen it from start all the way to finish. I've seen so many clips. So might have to put that on deck. I'm due. Were you in, where did, where were you in eighth grade? Where did you go to eighth grade at? I went to Lincoln Academy. I was not at AF Junior High. That was right down the street from my house. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then ninth, um, ninth grade, I went to AF Junior High. Foods class. Bam. You, you Sac- already know. S- sacred memories. So eighth grade, I had a U.S. history teacher named Mr. Lied, and he showed Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. He would, he, he honestly is a, is a pretty big reason for why I liked movies. Cause he would show clips from all these really cool movies and we watched Bill and Ted and it, it kind of like, you know, awakened a little bit of like the film aspect of myself. It was like the first introduction that I had of like, Oh, like movies can be educational as weird as that sounds. And movies can kind of like mm. help give people a good, a good perception of what, you know, history can be and of, you know, Maybe maybe imitate the feelings and the times back then. Gotcha. So I like that. Yeah, that's where I watched Bill and Ted for the first time. Okay. And Becky hadn't seen him, so we read synopses and then watched the movie. I thought it was pretty good. Um, B minus. It's it's sour. It's you know if you haven't seen the Bill and Ted movies, you're probably not going to see it. Did Becky like it? Uh, yeah, she thought it was okay. I think she thought it was slightly worse than I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. Eh, but it's a it fun, is what it it's is. A short, it does is, it stay? How long is it? It does it stay in its lane? hour and a half it is the Perfect. definition of a triple b movie <laughs> i love the triple b <laughs> it, it, it does it perfect i love it that i feel like I feel like, I feel like triple b 
is like perfect for length of a movie. <laughs> Wait, perfect for what? Triple B it stays in its lane for a length of a movie. <laughs> Just an hour. Anything it's that's an hour and a half. Anything that's an hour and a half is a triple B movie for <laughs> now on. <laughs> and you know what? It has the most abrupt ending I've ever seen, but I was like, well, it's Bill and Ted. I don't, I don't know what else I can say. Uh, incredible. It's very abrupt. Wow, I gotta um, watch it now for just for the ending. Okay. Yeah, I think you should watch it. Okay. So perfect. Well, I'm ready. Let's strap up. Put on your masks, your oxygen tanks, whatever you want to call it. Go in inverse. Okay. So all right, everybody. We're gonna get into a spoiler-free review here as best as we can. And I saw this Friday night. So I saw it on, what was it? September 4th. Yep. And I saw it August 30th, 31st. Yeah. I, I, on Monday. I did my best to stay away from all the reviews, all the grades. I saw the IMDB score was 7.9, 8.0. So I was like, okay, it's not getting as much high praise as the other Nolan movies. Um, and then I heard like it was confusing. Keeks, you sent out a text saying, be patient with the movie. And it wasn't, it wasn't any type of review or spoiler. It was just advice. It was good advice. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So it's, do you want to give, you want to give a little synopsis? Yeah, you get the synopsis. Yeah, I'm like struggling Oops. trying to give a synopsis without giving any spoilers away. So Tenet is the Tenet movie from Christopher Nolan. It stars John David Washington, uh, Robert Pattinson, Elizabeth Debicki, which is, the the queen of I love Elizabeth Debicki, an ab, she, an absolutely beautiful tall queen. We love it. How tall is she? She looks like she's six, six foot. Three. Whoa, six three, yeah, six three, and um is basically an ex CIA operative gets thrown into this Mission Impossible James Bond style espionage story, armed with only one word, Tenet. And his mission is to stop the end of the world from happening. I think that's yeah. a pretty good synopsis. And I literally just kind of pulled that out of my butt right now. You, it, wow. What a great poll. I love, <laughs> I, I love, I love the trailer. You have one word tenant. It'll open the right doors and some of the wrong ones too. I love that. I thought that guy was going to be in the movie more, but he wasn't. It's was, it was just him. Yeah. So, okay. So um, I, here's I, my, let me, let me, yeah, you go. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Well, here's my spoiler-free review because I want to just jump right into it. Um, sure. Let's give some... I want to give some quick uh, facts as well while I'm getting my review. But anyways, this movie is what is a watch. You have to be very patient. Christopher Nolan is just going full Nolan blast level on you. And as everyone knows, like he loves time. He loves to make you think. And I like this movie because it jumps right into it. You're like, whoa, there's a lot going on. Here are my gripes with the movie. I want to get to my gripes and to the positive gripes. The sound, I don't know if it was the bad theater we were in, but sometimes nope, there sound was, was... sound is weird. Yeah, it was, the, it was weird. Man, it, I was just like, what is the sound? Like, sometimes it was way too loud. There's one scene when they're having a cru- cru- crucial conversation and they're sailing and there's just a bunch of sound going on. I can't hear them. It's so mumbled. Um, I feel like this movie would flourish with subtitles or closed captions. And I couldn't understand a lot of, at times, what characters were saying. And I felt like I was missing a lot of dialogue because the background music or sound effects were so loud and there was some dialogue going on that I couldn't hear as well as I wanted to. So I'm looking really forward to watching this once it hits 
um, demand or streaming so I can watch it with closed captions. I'm a sucker for closed caption. Yep, so I'm the I, same. I love it. I'm looking really forward to watching it. Um, and that's, that's one of my other pros about this movie. I want to watch it again. Like I want to, yeah. I, I want to get to it ASAP to see it closed captions to kind of see how it's so cohesive after it. Cause you pick up on things you're like, Oh, and that's what I also like. Um, another that that's really my biggest gripe is I just felt like I was like, gosh, I'm missing this dialogue. Like what is going on here? So the sound effects were kind of my big gripe. What about you geeks? Okay. So, um, everyone has been talking about the sound design, about the mixing, um, about how it played in the theater. And to me, as much as yes, it's distracting. Um, Christopher Nolan doesn't do things unless they have a meaning. So for me, I, I don't think that this is a spoiler. I, I'm just going to say it right now. One, like you said, it's, it, it takes patience, but also the audience is very much thrusted into the front seat. We are protagonists. That's the name of John David Washington's character. For the first half of the movie, you have no idea what is going on, much like John David Washington's character. Like you said, the dialogue's a little muffled. A lot of the background noise is really strong because that's how it would be in a situation where you're so confused and just thrust into this environment. We're like, yeah, you're probably not hearing a lot of what's going on. You're really, you're, you're stumbling over everything that's happening. So as much as it sucks and you can't really hear much of it, it I, I felt like it really helped immerse me into the story. And then as soon as the second half kicks in and John David Washington knows what's going on and kind of what the rest of his mission should be, it, it clicks. It'll click for you and you'll be able to follow the rest of the movie until it happens. Maybe not perfectly. Maybe you won't pick up on everything, but enough to that you're like, okay, I know exactly where he's got to go. You'll recognize things that you saw in the first half of the movie. You're like, oh, they're probably going to go here. And then this is going to happen. And this is going to happen. So um, it, it's very much immerses the audience right as soon as the movie starts. And then at the end, you're probably going to be confused again because a couple things are revealed and you're like, oh. Mm -hmm. But that's also how John David Washington's character and Robert Pattinson's character and Elizabeth Debicki's characters would all feel at those moments. Um, I remember after Inception ended, as soon as like the top is wobbling and I'm just like, <laughs> the top wobbles and the movie ends. I was just like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. I was so mad. I did not see 10. I didn't see Inception for another seven years after I watched it the first, for the first time. Whoa. And since watching it, I've picked up so many more things and I've been able to enjoy it so much more because I feel like I understand more of what Christopher Nolan wanted us to go through. And that's very much, this movie is like the most like, I'm going to say it like, it's the most like Christopher Nolan, just circle jerk movie that he could ever make of just yeah. everyone. Come look at how cool and amazing I am because the characters are just very surface level characters because the movie all revolves around this, this, this plot device of inversion that we'll talk about. Uh, well, do you want me to explain it right now? Or is that spoilers? Um, I want to give my grade and then let's give to the spoilers. Okay. I, th cool. I think, I think uh, it's time to get to spoilers. So let me give you my grade. Um, my grade is an A and it is sweet. Perfect. There are a lot of problems with this movie, but because of how creative and how fresh and just how immersive the movie feels, I can't help but give it an A. This is exactly why we love to go to the movies. Um, you wrote down this quote, but I, I'm going to say right here because technically. <laughs> 
technically the quote was from me. Um, it's just, I cannot believe that Warner Brothers made a movie like Tenet and got it greenlit for mainstream audiences because it is so hard to follow for a good 50 to 60% of the yep. film. Yep. So I want to preface this before I get my grade. When I first saw Interstellar, I liked it. And I think I gave it like a BB plus for my memory of old. Mm-hmm. But man, rewatches and appreciating the score, the story, the acting, everything together. That is one of my favorite movies. I think that that's in my top five favorite movies of all time. And that's kind of how I feel a little bit with Tenet. First viewing, I liked it. And with that, I'm going to give it a B plus. And I'm actually going to give it I'm actually going to give it a sour because I don't think a lot of people are going to like it. Now, this is my grade for the first time watching it. I honestly, truly believe I'm going to like it more after more viewings. But Every after person first viewing, that has talked to me who's seen it has loved Tenet. Yeah. Everyone that, loves it. That's great. And I hope they do because that's, that's, that, I'm giving it a sour because I don't, that just looking in uh, at everybody, I don't think a lot of people are going to like it. Uh, they're going to be like, what was that about? And I, I'm giving a sour just because, man, there was just a lot of dialogue that I missed. And I was like, how did they get from point A to point B? And wh- what's with the villain? Does he just want to kill himself? Because, um, well, that's kind of a spoiler. Anyways, we'll get to that. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> I was going to say that. It's, that's, yeah, like the biggest spoiler. Um, uh, let me get into, I'll get into a couple of my gripes because they're not, it's, it would just be part of any other movie that I would review um, or that we would review. Is um the characters like I've kind of already said are very thin, yeah. Especially the villain is very one note. Um, didn't, I wish there was a little bit more ambiguity in three dimensions to our characters. Didn't care for the villain, man. No, pretty pretty weak villain. Um, I think if you were to step back and take a look at a lot of the script, it's a little messy. Um, some of the it's very it's very like expository dialogue. Act on the expository dialogue. Yeah. Expository dialogue. Act on expository dialogue. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Repeating until the end of the movie. Yeah. It, but like, <laughs> technically speaking, it's one of the most amazing movies you'll ever see. Sure. Yeah. How he was able to film some of these set pieces, it, it's just absolutely like uh, demon magic. <laughs> there's, there's no other way that I can explain it. It's insane. The movie is insane and you have to see it in the theaters. I, I don't think you should have it. I think it needs to be sweet. I think everyone needs to go see Tenet just because if it's open and if it's available for you, wear a mask, wear a mask the whole time. Like even I had popcorn and I kept my mask on when I wasn't eating. So not to, you know, not to be like, oh, you can, you know, I kept it on, but like, just keep it on. It's not that bad. You can watch the movie and enjoy it still with the mask on. Um, and John David Washington has a mask on for half the movie anyways, so you're yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, Most of people do. I thought, he, I thought he did a great job. I love like the core of Elizabeth Debicki, John David Washington, Robert Pattinson. I did. I How cool was Ro- Robert, Robert Pattinson? Robert Pattinson was just smooth. So what's really cool about him is it, Nolan offered him, Pattinson, the role after seeing Good Time and Lost City of Z. Yeah, good time. So, I love good time. And another movie, I guess we'll get into the movie Morsels real quick before we get into spoiler. No green screen was used for Tenet. That is amazing. Um, this was the first movie since The Prestige to not be scored by Hans Zimmer because Hans Zimmer was doing his lifelong project, his big time fave of Dune, which I saw a teaser for Dune. That was fun. Yep, that was. That was cool. The, and the then, actual trailer comes out on the 9th. 
So this week we'll get the full length trailer. And then the car chase scene was amazing. That sequence was amazing. And actually my favorite sequence in series was Mm -hmm. the hangar, which we'll get to with the painting. That was awesome. Uh, So that the car chase scene lasted for three weeks of filming in uh, Tallinn, Estonia. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah. They they, they blocked off five miles to do that moving forwards and backwards. So crazy. So anyways, is it time for spoilers? Uh, yeah, let's get into it just because, and you know what? I don't know why so many, so many of these people's reviews were like, oh, I can't really talk about it without spoilers. It's like, it's pretty easy to describe without spoilers. And everyone's saying I can't describe it made me think before going to see it. I'm like, okay, like, is this connected to any of his movies? As to let you guys know, like, it's not connected to any other Nolan movie, despite like what you've heard. There's no, oh, it's like a prequel to Inception. No, it's just its own thing. So Get that out of your mind right now and go enjoy the movie just knowing it's its own separate idea. Yep. True I wish that. I would have thought that. But yeah, let's do spoilers. Count us down. Three, two, one. Spoiler sweets. All you sweets, it is spoiler time for Tenet. We try our best to go into the spoilers of the movie. So if you want to avoid that, fast forward to 41 minute timestamp. Uh, to get to the end of the pod, and here are final thoughts about Tenet. Please enjoy. Sweet. Um, okay. No one dies. Well, <laughs> okay. We're not going to start off with that. Okay. So I, 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 think, I, I think I'm. I'm now afraid of sunscreen. <laughs> oh, I had to think what that was for a second. <laughs> I. I Okay, so I think the biggest spoiler is, um, so we'll talk about inversion. We'll explain inversion. Inversion is basically, it's a technique from the future that has been implemented to reverse the time flow um, in the present. So you'll see in like one of the trailers, um, John David Washington is fighting like, uh, uh, um, he, you know, he's, he mentions the, it hasn't happened yet. And they're in the room with the bullet holes. There's a machine that, inverts people to be able to go through this inversion time travel method. And that's probably the hardest thing to keep track of in the movie. That's probably the most confusing. What would you think? Yeah. It's like once inverted, what's not like to me it's, and you can't see yourself, which is interesting. That makes sense. Um, mm. Cause that would just cause annihilation. I think that's what's mentioned, but uh man, yeah, is, is the yeah, first half of the movie is that just the present day John David, the protagonist, or mm-hmm. is there is there editing splices where he is actually inverted? Uh, no, it's present day. It's present day. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, yeah. Like uh-huh. I said, with the hangar, when those two guys come through and they start fighting him, right then and there, I was like, that's got to be him. Especially that cemented yeah. it for me when Robert Pattinson came in and he's like, "Don't take his mask off." Cause I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's totally, that's gotta be his character. And so that mm-hmm. was, that to me was so cool to see that go full circle and be like, ah, and that was some of the things like, I just kind of didn't catch up on like with what watching the movie. I was like, what's going on with the forgery picture. I was like, Oh, that's the husband hanging it over her head. That's why she's lost. It's just some dialogue that I kind of missed connecting the pieces, but man, those set pieces, and it was pretty cohesive. That's why I'm so excited to rewatch it again, especially with closed caption. Yeah, so the movie starts out with John David Washington, him and his CIA operative team 
um, blend in with uh, a Russian like co-op team to go into a opera. opera house to prevent like a terrorist group from stealing. No, oh, they've just like invaded the terrorist group. They're just like trying to. What is it? What is going on in the first scene? There's, I think, are so, they trying uh, to steal that um, object? There's st- plutonium being still stolen. That's right, the plutonium. That's right. So that's the first moment that you get to see inversion happening. John David Washington, a bullet comes out of this like chair leg that's by him, and actually there is a there is a masked um like soldier that comes and saves John David Washington. That is Robert Pattinson's character. Yeah. I don't know if you picked and up that on that. And that is so cool. Yeah. I, yep. yeah, I didn't pick that up on it until you told me about that uh, at the end of the movie. Because I, at, at the end of the movie, I was like, wait, there was a bullet that moved in the opera house. And then I was like, was that John David Washington? And then I totally missed the red string on his backpack. And it shows at the end because I totally forgot about that. And you're like, mm-hmm. no, that was showing that Robert Pattinson was the character. And it's so cool because at the end of the movie, he's like, uh, he's like, we've been friends for like two, three years. And he's like, what? He's like, this is just the beginning. You're halfway there. Yeah. And you're like, what? Like that, that to me was really cool. Just being like Robert Pattinson has been on it from the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is weird how it's got like this non-linear, but still linear storytelling method. Yeah. Um, me and Becky actually just finished the German TV show dark that's on Netflix. And it has the best depiction of time travel and dimension travel I've ever, ever seen. Wow. And to be honest, it actually kind of helped me understand the inversion time travel method of Tenet as well. So I highly recommend Dark. I think it's an A plus TV series. Um, it's three seasons on Netflix and it's amazing. So Interesting. anyone who's still listening to the spoiler section, uh, go check out Dark. But basically after John David Washington's character gets involved in this um, opera house moment, he gets captured by some Russians and he's able to somehow escape by eating this what he believes is a cyanide pill but it's actually a fake pill that the cia plants on him to see if he would really be willing to like keep a secret and go as far to killing himself to make sure that these secrets don't get exposed so um that was interesting because that's when he wakes up and he actually learns about tenet and is explained like you know he's given a symbol says this is tenet it'll open the right doors and the wrong doors like you see in the trailer so yeah. I, I think like the beginning of the movie setting everything up is very quick. And what I think is, you know, if a lot of people are a little bit confused on what's going on, it's like, well, how they're able to set up the movie and explain everything is also very confusing and very quick. So that that kind of lets us know that I think Chris Nolan understands that it's not something easy to explain. So it's better to just really short dialogue kind of explain it, explain the gist of it and keep moving forward so we can pick up with the narrative. Yeah. 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 It, it, it yeah. You, that's, I, that's why I like, I like this movie. You got to rewatch it again. Cause it just throws you in there. That's another thing I liked about Nolan is he feels like his audiences are, he is, he gives the audience more credit than we deserve. I think. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's really it's really awesome that we did we got such a huge blockbuster that was like this where it didn't spoon fight, feed us really anything ham fist and you just what <laughs> ham fisted <laughs> ham fisted exactly it wasn't um so yeah and John David Washington's character is just dropped off at a buoy he's later then picked up and he's brought to the scientist that explains to him like hands on what inversion is. 
So she shows him the inverting bullet. You know, you're catching the bullet. You're not shooting it. Um, But that's kind of the only real explanation we get of inversion. And the word tenet is not used much. No, it's not. I feel like the only other person that says the word tenet was the uh, arms dealer when they infiltrate the base there. When they yes. infiltrate their house, the the penthouse. Uh-huh. Um, so yep. the inverted material, like the bullet and some of the watches that she pulled out of the drawer, those are objects that have been through inversion, correct? And they just collected yes. in the present time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So gotcha. off of, I don't know, people who are already inverted. Um, when you are inverted, you have to wear... Um, a special face mask with inverted oxygen as well, because if you breathe oxygen in the normal sp- space, once you've been um, inverted, you'll die. Your like lungs aren't your lungs will basically collapse. So what's really interesting is we'll talk about it a little bit later once John David Washington's character gets inverted for the first time. So remember that oxygen's really important. Um, and then you me- you mentioned, or you didn't mention this, but. After he's explained inversion, he then learns about an arms dealer. He goes to meet with the arms dealer, and that's when he meets Robert Pattinson's character, whose name is Neil. And the first introduction, where you kind of get a clue, like you said, that they know each other, is our Pat's like, I'll have a gin and tonic, and he'll have a Diet Coke. And he's like, huh? How did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and our Pat was just in the British embassy. He was a British op, from what I understand. Correct? Yes. And he's gotcha. he's like a physicist. Yeah, yeah. He was man. So, Robert Pattinson was smooth in this movie, man. He's, his fits in this movie were nice. So, anyways, um, they meet the arms dealer. Then he's told about the counterfeit expert, Cat. And then Cat is obviously married to Sador, and Sador is abusive, not a great husband. Mm-hmm. And yes. so Cat, Cat, and then the protagonist meets Cat. Learns about Sador. Cat is arranges a meeting with Sador, and then they try to blow up an an, an art piece because Sador was having this art piece that was a forgery hung yes. over her head. Yeah, and that's the that I think I feel that like gets a little murky. The a little messy. Yeah, I don't feel like that was explained as well as it should have because I was like, wait, what are they doing? Are they are they trying to steal a piece? Are they trying to get a piece? So that, I, I just feel like that was kind of glossed over. I feel like that second viewing will make that feel a lot more cohesive. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, and, and that's kind of where the movie started to lose me and I got a little frustrated. But then once they learn about where Sater keeps all of his like art pieces and where all these rich people keep these art pieces in Oslo, I'm kind of back in it because it's okay. We've, it's a heist movie. We've got to go get the, the art painting out so that she's not that cat isn't being controlled by Sater anymore. That's when you get the freaking Bowen 747 crashing into the hangar. That, that um, was sweet. Yeah, they learn about these security protocols. So it's like um, the rooms turn into like vacuum shut, vacuum sealed rooms, and they only have 10 seconds um, to basically before they suffocate to get out of the room. So that's interesting. And they're able to do it, but. The what the, the does the painting get destroyed? Oh no, no, no. um, Sater takes the painting. He out takes the painting and he, he puts it, it on a, to happen. And he puts it on a platter dish. Mm-hmm. Yep, because he's inverted. Which, he takes it out and all that. Which is oh, which is a, he inverts himself to take it out. That's right. Which is a fun little Easter egg because you're like, how do you know that? Because obviously he's 
been inverting himself left and right. So mm-hmm. I want to get, and then, so Cat gets shot by an inverted bullet through the screen. That was a pretty intense moment. And yeah. then they through basically they prolong Cat's life by inverting her and going back through time. Yeah. From what I understand. And, and then what I kind of got a little bit murky and kind of was like a, a little confused at is the last act where they're battling out mm-hmm. in just a wasteland. Was that plutonium? Was that like going to go drop into the earth core or just set off like a bunch of reactions? Yeah. So with the plutonium exploding, that was going to re that was going to activate that nine part beacon. It's just this big algorithm. MacGuffin. MacGuffin. Yeah, the algorithm. It's just this big MacGuffin that they're trying to capture and save. So if Sador is able to get it into the core and explode it with the plutonium, then that would have this acti- device, the algorithm would activate and reverse entropy, which would reverse the flow of time and essentially end humanity as we know it. Gotcha. And it is tied also to um, the life of Seder, which we discover he has cancer. So when he dies, either the bomb is going to set off. Um, that is murky. <laughs> Wait, so the bomb is sets off the algorithm to end the entropy or somehow him dying sets off the entropy as well. Um, I didn't get that. Yeah. I, f- I feel like it was just timing because there was a, there was a clock and she's like, mm-hmm. I, I, she's like, I got to do this right now. And so she kills Sador and then uh, she gets on the boat. She's like, did they do it? Did they do it? And then they obviously did it. The last segment with the plutonium, they split it three pieces and went their separate ways agreeing never to see each other again. Yeah, and so this so, is kind of what we like go it was, into. It seems like it was just it seemed like it was just chance. It's a movie and it was just perfect timing because what I understand if if he killed himself then he would have killed the world but that 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 bomb needed to be inside before he needed to kill himself. That's right because of the reversed time. Okay. And so, so, so if, everyone so, who's listening right now, we are explaining the movie and also realizing what the movie is. So we are our own tenet of going forward and backward in time because ex- exactly. it is a little bit hard to explain. And so I'll go back to what I said. John David Washington, at the halfway point of the movie, he realizes that in order to save Cat, he has to invert himself. And um, that's when he needs the special gas mask. Every area that he's in after that point he is in he either has a gas mask on or is in some sort of plastic bubble that would imitate the effects of a gas mask kinda so like he's a able to breathe unit. and be just fine yeah. so for anyone who's kind of like a little bit murky on how he was able to survive after being inverted that's how he's always in a gas mask or some sort of gas mask simulated area yeah or wearing that or wearing just that mask like in the suit that he had when they yeah, when they run exactly. out exactly so um i think the third act we've kind of explained everything up until now the third act is the most it's the craziest part of the whole movie because they i don't remember what the formation was called it was like an inverted threshold or well, something it was a where, blue team and a red team yeah and one team was inverted the other wasn't and basically their actions were going to coincide perfectly in 10 minutes to help defuse the bomb and get everyone out of there on time. Yeah. It was really crazy. Yeah. I don't know how they planned that meeting, but it worked. 
<laughs> and pay special attention because, well, uh, if you're listening to this, you probably already watched the movie, but, um, and you probably already noticed from the movie is, but it's like every moment that you notice of like in like a Jeep or of like something happening is always the direct result of someone from the opposite team. Mm. So it's like the yeah, Jeep, with, you know, with you hear Pattinson the Jeep beeping and it ends up being Robert Pattinson inverted. So every, every was action cool. had a reaction from the exact opposite end of the other team. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that was cool how that went full circle. Man, our Pat, yeah. man, he was a cool character. I was, I was hoping because it was, because it was Warner Brothers distributing it. I had like this little bit of hope that he'd be like, okay, but what's your real name? And he'd be like, Bruce, and then walk off. Like a like a like like a Robin moment from The Dark Knight Rises. I seriously, I was like, please say that you're Bruce. Please, I just could you imagine that would have need it. That would that would open up the nastiest can of worms. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be oh, it'd be it'd be too messy. It would. It'd be be worse than had the bomb gone off and made entropy of the whole world. It would have been. It would have been too crazy. Yeah, and I mean, gosh, Tenet was a watch. It is. It's sweet. Never mind. It's not sour. Get out of yeah. here with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, are we done with spoilers? Is that good? We've gone over the whole movie. Yeah, I think um, we're pretty done with spoilers. Trying to break it down as much as we can. Yeah. This is a movie that you got to rewatch and go on YouTube. Look at some breakdowns. I watched a breakdown after the movie with Kennedy and we're like, oh, that kind of made a little bit more sense. Yeah. Um, essentially what we talked about. And it just, man, it just moves so fast. It just jumps you in. You're like, whoa, whoa what's going on? And yep. yeah, it's, but the great part of it is it's like, like we said, so we're, we're done with spoilers now, but like the first half you're confused, the second half, you know, what's going on and you're right back on board. So he trusts the audience to pay attention in the movie. Yeah. Even though there was one idiot in my screening who kept being on his phone the whole time. Ugh. I can't believe people still do that. It's a shame. It just, it absolutely, it just. Put it on airplane load, turn it off, put it in your pocket. Okay, I got to ask you, but before we wrap up, what is Nolan's? Also, Nolan, Christopher Nolan, loves James Bond, loves espionage movie, and preparation for this movie, he didn't watch anything like that because he wanted his memory to be fresh and his memory just to be focused on Tenet. He didn't want to borrow any ideas from recency. Oh, so, recency bias. I like yeah. that. So um, what's, he's- what's his next project? He's rumored to be directing Bond 25. So the next Bond movie after this one is rumored that he'll direct it. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think if he gets one James Bond movie under his belt, I think that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? And he'll be directing it with the new James Bond. Have they announced who that is yet? No, they haven't. Uh-uh. Um, Our Pat? I don't know who it would be. <laughs> Robert Pattinson? Nah, Could you imagine? He won't be Batman, James Bond. Could you? But how sweet would that be, though? That's a lineup. Talk about a bounce I back. Maybe, bounce I could back. maybe buy into that. Bounce back from Twilight. Your body would just be thrashed, though. Could you imagine? Oh, yeah. Having to train for Batman and James Bond? Get cut. Yeah, love it. Um, love a cut king. Yeah, Tenet is a watch. And the more I talk... Remind me of your... The more I talk, remind me of your grade B plus, the more I talk about it, the more I like it. And I, again, I just can't emphasize it enough. I really want to rewatch it again, streaming in, in my own living room with closed captions. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm definitely going to do that once it hits stream. I don't want to watch it again in theaters. Um, 
I want to. I really want to watch with closed captions, just to kind of mm-hmm. pick up on some more dialogue, and even pa- yeah. and even pause it. Like that's what I love rewatching Inception and Interstellar, just recently. Just kind of be like, okay. So, anyways, that's my take. Great take for '97. Anything else, geeks? Uh, no. Uh, so your grade is a B plus. You have changed it to sweet, though. Yeah, it's a sweet. During spoiler section, you did update it to sweet. Um, I give it an A, and I also say it's sweet. I think it's it's kind of like the pinnacle of like theater experiences you know you get something fresh you're a little bit confused you get some twists and turns um we've kind of established the characters aren't great but the characters also aren't the main focus of the movie the main focus of the movie is the concept and the plot yeah the characters just kind of move the plot along um it's also a little bit disappointing of how elizabeth debicki's character is portrayed in the movie like she's just kind of uh she's just a, a person to basically make like she's she's not used for any sort of expertise she's just used because she's a woman and she knows the bad guy yeah yeah that, they, that could her her character could have been fleshed out a little bit more yeah and i get that she has like the motivation of with her son and everything but um i've noticed that now it, i've noticed christopher nolan loves to use children and sons and daughters murph interstellar inception mm-hmm. the two kids and then Tenet. Oh, so there's a pattern, and even yeah, the and even see. and even the prestige. Remember when the when the daughter comes to see Christian Bell and and Jill? Oh yeah, yeah and yeah, Hugh Jackman cool. has, and he's just like, hey, say goodbye. So he loves <laughs> that family dynamic. And even the um, and even in Dunkirk, I love Dunkirk. By the way, I think everyone knows that. But yeah. I love Dunkirk. Um, where does this fit in for you then? Of your Christopher Nolan movies. For me, currently, right now, looking at my rankings, I'll give you my rankings real quick, just so we can okay. kind of. I've got it pulled up, so I know exactly. Like, okay. I'm I'm fresh. Perfect. Uh, mine goes. Um, is there ten? One. Two. Yeah, there's ten. Yeah, ten. So number ten for me is Insomnia. Number nine mm-hmm. is Dunkirk. I need to watch Dunkirk again. I feel like that could go higher. Number eight is The Dark Knight Rises. Number seven is Tenet. Number six, okay. The Prestige. Number five, Batman Begins. Number four, wow. Memento. Number three, The Dark Knight. Number two, Inception. And number one, Interstellar. That's my Nolan rankings. So I'd, okay. I'd put it in between um, The Prestige and The Dark Knight Rises. Dang. Okay, that's pretty low. I watched The that's Prestige recently, and I love The Prestige. The only, I tell you, only, only movie I don't like from Christopher Nolan is Insomnia. That's really it. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Um, so my ranking is number 10, Insomnia, 9, Dark Knight Rises, 8, Batman Begins, 7, Memento, 6, uh, Tenet, 5, Dunkirk, 4, The Prestige, 3, Interstellar, 2, Inception, 1, The Dark Knight. Love that. So mine's also on the, it's on the lower end, but it's like, even the lower end of his movies is like a B plus at the lowest. Except for insomnia, I think I have insomnia like a C minus B plus, C plus. Yeah, or not? It's like a B minus C plus on my end. I don't love insomnia. It's also like his second movie, so he's still trying to come into his own, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I also, you know, you were talking about movies that you'd like to see uh, Chris Nolan do. It'd be interesting to watch him go back to the R rating with mm. like Memento and Insomnia. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, but yeah, it's. I need to watch, I need to rewatch Memento again because rewatching Prestige is so good. And I need to rewatch Dunkirk. Those are two new movies I need to rewatch. Dunkirk, I love Dunkirk. I, 
I might even put it above the prestige. I loved Dunkirk, um, especially in the theater. Watching it in the theater was amazing. And yeah, anything else with Tenet? This has been our whole breakdown of Tenet. Um, To be honest, even if you haven't seen Tenet, go through and listen to our spoiler section so that you can go in and maybe understand Tenet a little bit better before you get into the movie. You'll have a leg up. Yeah, it's like a study will. guide before going into the Honestly, test, you know? We are your Quizlet. Oh, I loved that. That's, that's what or got me through college. Cook. It got me a 2.6 GPA. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> C's get degrees literally in my case. Yeah, <laughs> a little rough. Let, let's go. I love that. Um, you okay, know well, Yeah, it's great. Let's, let's freaking go. Well, I love that. Tenet, take 97. Um, that's a wrap. So take 98 will be Mulan. Yes. So, take nine. <laughs> and we've got it. I watched it last night. You also watched it last night. Um, yeah, I'm not going to give anything away about it. We'll just talk about it then. I just, yep. <laughs> I, it, it might, I it might be the ca- animated movie so much. So yeah, everyone go find a way to watch it. Maybe DM us for our Disney plus logins. <laughs> Yes, that might be yes. a better use of your time. There you go. Um, well, without further ado, that is Take 97, Tenet, Palindrome. It was wild. Yeah. And I want to give this right before we go. Take 100 is our definitive top 10 list from both of us. So get ready. That is going to be um, end of September. I believe it will be coming out September 27th or 28th. So September 28th, get ready for a top 10 list. Tenet was an absolute blast. TC, I'm good. Do you have anything else before we go? That's it. Everybody, stay sweet. Sweet. Sweet.